Welcome to the Talented Learning Show podcast series, episode 22, with independent learning tech analyst John Lay. Today, I interview Candy Chambers and Jen Bernhardt of the Direct Employers Association about their recent launch of a modern learning portal. You can find more of our content at talentedlearning.com. Well, like always, I'm excited for today's interview. On this show, I'm fortunate to interview extended enterprise and association learning technology experts from both the vendor and the practitioner perspectives. Our guests today from the practitioner expert side have frontline, get your hands dirty, recent experience in launching their first content portal from concept conception to market analysis to design to technology selection, implementation, integration, systems launch and rollout, and we're going to learn all about it. I'd like to extend a very warm welcome to today's guest, Director Employers Association Executive Director Candy Chambers and VP of Membership Engagement, Jen Bernhardt. Candy, Jen, welcome, and thanks for joining me today. Let's start at the top. Candy, tell us about the Direct Employers Association. We are a nonprofit uh, 501c6 trade association, or HR consortium, with over 900 member companies. And most of our member companies, I think about 97% are government contractors, which means that they have certain requirements uh, related to the Department of Labor or the Office of Federal Contract Compliance Programs that they must follow in order to be eligible to maintain their contracts uh, with the government. And our, our setup is, is in a membership or they, they are set up as a membership organization and we assist them with some of their obligations like listing jobs uh, with the state workforce agencies. And then we also do job distribution and we provide our members with outreach resources. We provide talent acquisition uh, departments help in understanding their compliance obligations. And then we also have um, another side of our business, a um, wholly owned subsidiary called Recruit Rooster, and they actually develop career websites, um, accessible career websites, and um, they assist with employer branding and creative services and do video testimonials and onboarding videos and things like that. So wow. basically our, our, our vision was to have a, a – we, we want to be the uh, must-have solution um, in OFCCP compliance and, and in the talent acquisition marketplace, and that's what led us to create the DE Academy. And um, we wanted to provide our experts on, on your time, and Jen was kind of the brain behind that. <laughs> Great. Well, that's probably the perfect segue. What are your roles in the organization? I, I truly am kind of a, a working individual. I don't. I really don't just sit back and, and watch things happen. Um, but I do lead a great team of, of other um, individuals in our in our association. We have groups that um, lead our membership development or our sales side uh, member engagement, which is Jen Bernhardt that we'll speak in just a minute. Um, we have a compliance lead. We have um, our product development team, marketing. Legal, you know, we we are a full-fledged association, but we run kind of lean and mean. So um, mm -hmm. we have about 61 employees right now, and and so I kind of make sure that everything happens as it should. Roll up your sleeves, uh, executive director. I, I I really am. Did you want me to let, let me let me because Jen's the brains behind this. Have her share what what she's done this year, and she's really truly been the brains behind the business. So thank you. So thanks, Andy. Um, so as the head of the member engagement department, we do lots of things over there. Um, Academy, DE Academy is a piece of that, and really the cornerstone of the engagement department is to meet the 
remember where they are. And that's why Academy was so wheelhouse for the department as we focus on our experts on your time. So in addition to powering Academy, um, curating content, you know, running the, the, the LMS, um, being the main point, there's also a separate team of individuals that focus on creating empowering programs to engage members more fully in the association with each other and also in our products and services. And that would be my member engagement specialist and the member engagement representative team. So a little group of us back there trying to do everything we can to get our members so attached to us they couldn't ever imagine living without us. That's the goal. Great. Well, that's wonderful. So your, your members, you said are government contractors. Uh, for all of us non-government types, uh, what, what's an example of that? A government contractor is an organization who does business with the federal government. So a lot of the defense organizations, defense contractors that are building you know, jets or building um, rockets or building something for our, our military, um, mm -hmm. utilities that power federal government buildings, they are government contractors, um, cybersecurity folks, um, anything having to do with security and, um, you know, Homeland Security, any of the organizations that touch some of those those organizations' responsibility or those agencies' responsibilities would be federal contractors or government contractors. Wow. Wow. So each one of your member clients then, you know, could potentially have hundreds or tens of thousands even of of, of learners uh, that would uh, interact with your academy? Potentially, or? yeah. And so that's really because um, Candy and John Fox, he's our external counsel, um, they really are two of the best in the industry. And so when we approached this idea of academy, I mean, this, this discussion started a year and a half ago, and then we really picked up speed developing it and launching it, analyzing the marketplace. Where is it going to fit? Where is our niche? Um, we truly felt because J uh, Candy and John are in such high demand, if we build it, they will come. It, it just, it's kind of the idea of, because Candy mentioned before that we run so lean and mean, how can we clone them? How can we take all the stuff that's in their head and clone them so the learners can consume them in a format that makes sense to them and on their own time and, and achieve that real ROI? Mm -hmm. And how'd you do that from a, a content perspective? Um, so really for us, because of where we're at and because we do work in the legal space, even though we're not technically a law firm, it's really getting learners, and even internally, um, internally within direct employers, to understand the difference between information versus instruction. We have information in space. We have webinars. We have one sheets. We have, you know, live presentations around the country that anybody can come in, any, any conference goer can come in and sit in a conference room and listen to uh, a speech for 45 minutes, they can listen to an eight-hour ballroom session. But when the learner isn't considered or the delivery method isn't really taken into consideration, assessment, that the kind of those, those cornerstones, those hallmarks of what an actual lesson or course would be, you're looking at it, we felt, and more than through the lens of information. To take it to instruction or professional development, we had to take a step back and really look at the analysis side of things. And that's where um, our consultant, Carla Downing, with uh, ML Talent Strategies, she is an Air Force veteran and also has a doctorate in instructional design. She's worked in academia. She's worked in the corporate world, has been so helpful guiding us down this path, um, sometimes working with Carla to really embrace the analysis model, focusing on putting, you know, 70 to 80% of our time into analysis and preparation so that when we got to the design and development and started to ro ro roll those instructional 
instructional design methodologies into our lessons and courses, we were ready to do that, and we wouldn't miss a step, or if we did, it was a small step. It wasn't, you know, an entire room, so to speak, within the entire architecture. Um, she's given me a stat, um, but I think it goes something like this. One to two hours of analysis can save up to eight hours of development and design on the back end. And when you consider the scope, you know, you want to run ahead and get to the pretty things, but to sit in that analysis, that's where she helped me learn to live. And I think that's why we've been able to grow this. I use smoothly cut in cheek as smoothly as we've been able to so far. So. Mm -hmm. so that's cool. Uh, the instructional designer in me is uh, doing backflips. What's involved? What are some of the things that you think about in that analysis phase? Um, so a lot of the analysis that we do is, well, we start when building the academy, we started with analyzing the market, obviously. Um, what's out there? What's being offered? What is the price point? Who is the vendor? Um, even within who's the vendor, who's doing the training, a lot of times those, that can be different. Um, but then identifying any gaps and then taking the content that we have and identifying the potential learners. And really the neat thing about government compliance is even though for Candy and I, government compliance doesn't sound intimidating to us. It does a little bit to me because I'm not in it as much. We understand it. We know that it's consumable. So the challenge and really the fun part was taking something like affirmative action planning and knowing how to break that down into a 100 level focused on an entry level professional, maybe a recruiter, and then offering um, uh, more advanced information that might be more 200 level or 300 level. So it's helped me learn more about government compliance, but focusing on objectives down to compiling information to support those objectives, which really was me putting John and Candy in a room and having them talk into a microphone. So I, like I told them, scrape all the notes out of them and all the application. We put it into a transcript, and then we start working through and piecing things together in a format that is easier um, for learners to consume. That's what a lot of that analysis was. And then once we had all of those pieces in the outline, you can start to toss it into um, things like Storyline or Captivate. You start to build out those different courses. For most of you are familiar with the Aggie model, there's almost there's an evaluation. It's like A-D-D-E-I-E. -E. Before we actually launch it, there's a huge evaluation stage that we go through where John and Candy come back in and sit them at a table and I'm like, here's the laptop, give me your notes, and it goes through that cycle two or three more times. You can probably tell we are very, very careful about everything being spot on, everything being correct. One thing John and I just are really crazy over um, is the incorrect information that you see in the marketplace a lot. And um, we just, we won't do it unless it's right. right. And so that's kind of the way we've, we've attacked this. Mm -hmm. no. mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. So tell me what the, the, the end product then looks like. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, uh, Storyline and Captivate. So you, you're putting it into a kind of like a, a self-contained SCORM or XAPI type module what, what, what's it end what's it end like yeah so we um, we have uh, um, courses lessons ebooks in a variety of formats so to, to be in an LMS obviously it's in it's in this form format so we use storyline to punch that out mm -hmm. um, we have resources ebooks that we put together um, punch lists that are available which is like a PDF document it's a matrix created by John uh, that takes every part of the regulation whether you're in this goes back to that 100 200 level side entry-level recruiter or more advanced level compliance manager, what's the part of the regulation, what's the, I joke, English interpretation, what does that actually mean, how do you read this legally, um, how do you fulfill it, and, and here's some suggested actions. So a really helpful matrix, we have those kinds of things. 
Um, we have your standard, what I would call typical traditional e-learning course, where it's what looks like a PowerPoint deck and you have voiceovers and assessments and those types of things. Um, and that's, that's just within the first two weeks that we've launched. As we grow, we will move to including, because we don't want to exclude how we have content, things like webinars, branching into in-person trainings that they can take what they see in Academy and ask to have, you know, across them live. Um, I'm really doing our best to remain on the forefront of what, how learners want to consume content. We do know that large chunks of time can be difficult, but we don't want to break it down the same way every time. A lot of the, the organizations that you mentioned or the potential member organizations seem uh, like they could be really large global organizations that would tend to have their own learning management system uh, in, in a lot of cases that are training much broader than, you know, uh, would have much broader needs than, than just the content you provide. What are your thoughts and, and strategy around for those organizations? Do you do you want them to come to, to your LMS, uh, to your academy, or do you give them your content? Uh, how do you think about that? A lot of people struggle with what to do there. Why not be the Amazon of content and allow people to either read it, consume it on, on my platform, or buy it and consume it on their platform? So really, we're open. We really, and it's that altruistic vein that John and Candy um, truly believe that we want to get the absolute best instruction in front of the folks that need it, because there is a lot of misinterpretation. So I'm not going to hold our content. We are not going to hold our content hostage. If they want to purchase a one-year license and pulled out X number of courses and plug it into their LMS for a year, great. If you have, um, you know, even within our member engagement department, something that we include for our members, if we record a training call and I put it into a SCORM format, just, you know, in a one slide, we'll pull that down and they can put that into their LMS. So we, at this point, open to anything and everything. And so how does... Uh how does the, the use of collaboration and social or mentor learning, uh, how, how important that is that in, in the learning process? Do you, do you have that uh, integrated in your association or no? Um, so we have an integration between Top Class and Higher Logic. And Higher Logic is the platform that houses the Connect, which is a member exclusive community for individuals who work with our member companies. Uh, within DE Connect, they can access product cards, additional resources on products. Any, that's where our original trainings, I created these vignettes years ago. But still have some legs, so they live there. Um, archived webinars and presentations, discussion posts if they need to crowdsource, much like you would if you posted on LinkedIn or Facebook, and you know, access to other communities where they can learn and grow. So members of Direct Employers Association have a single sign-on access to Academy. Uh, Academy within the top class platform does have a social learning component. So that folks within who enroll in classes can share their feedback, collaborate. We have not gotten as far as to activate that and develop the seed questions and the seed content, but that is in the roadmap as we get folks enrolled. Sorry, as we get folks enrolled and can start using that social piece of things. Um, as far as support, we have Academy at directemployers.org if folks have questions, and that funnels down to the member engagement department, and we can offer uh, who makes top class LMS? Uh, WBT Systems, and they've been wonderful. We actually were fortunate enough in January, we made a trip to Dublin to work with another partner, Social Talent, and uh, that's where uh, WBT Systems is located. So we had a chance to meet them face-to-face, -face, and they are just a wonderful team. Oh, they actually, are. Actually, an outfit kind of similar 
Southwest Association. Mm -hmm. They have about 60 people, and it's been great fun working with a company uh, on the other side of the pond, so to speak. That's wonderful. I, I do hear lots of good things about them. And so you mentioned Higher Logic also is in your ecosystem and Storyline and Captivate. Uh, I think I heard you say SSO. What's not to geek out on you, but what's what's that behind that? Is that with your AMS or? Uh, so single sign-on from Higher Logic into uh, which is next into DE Academy, and anybody who has information online anywhere knows the value of having one username and one password. So we felt that that was critical to the success of. DE Academy, that our members have that ease in accessing that platform that way. Other benefit to Top Class is that it has a second entry point for non-members. When we were sourcing and, and um, looking at different LMSs to use, we were looking at launching two separate, completely separate systems, one for members, one for non-members of Direct Employers Association. And financially, and from just the, the maintenance standpoint, that wasn't feasible. So Top Class has the ability for members to come in via Connect and non-members to go right into that platform, right into the Top Class platform and register. And then if slash when any of those companies or members or whatnot, those individuals, become a member company, it's an easy transition into um, into the member side of things. Mm -hmm. We also have higher logic hook to Salesforce, which is what feeds our contact information for members into Connect. So it's okay. a web. It's it, it, it makes sense in there. Great ecosystem. And so when you're a non-member and you come into that, so you would be then uh, purchasing content at that point through the system? Correct. Yep, correct. So what we did is we offer, or what we are doing is we are offering a handful of content to members of Direct Employers Association included in their membership fee. So I mentioned we have DE Connect. If there were resources in DE Connect that we have sort of repackaged, repurposed, rebranded them, and put them in Academy. So anything in DE Connect is already included in membership for members, but if we relocate it into Academy, it's still included in membership. We've, then we've developed um, and are developing and curating additional content that has one price point for members that is lower than the price point for non-members. We do want to have an incentive out there for our uh, members to purchase content and for non-members to become a member and get this incentive. Um, and we also, too, working with our subject matter experts, want to make sure that we're representing their uh, content with an appropriate price point and, and marketing model. That's excellent. So multi-level or audience-based pricing uh, is, is a pretty cool feature. What about uh, uh, bulk purchases? So do you sell to these externals one by one, or can somebody buy for their team of 10 or something like that? Right now it's one by one, but that's certainly a scenario that we've considered. Um, we've also mm -hmm. considered together um, pre-built learning paths. So if we have three courses that would feasibly go together along a learning path, we may pre-package those, or they can purchase them individually, um, allowing, let's say that one of our members is a small utility company, and he does not have an LMS, but he may say, you know, Academy, here is five grand. I want my employees to come in and just purchase off of this bank that I put in there. That's a possibility. So there are a lot of options, and one of the benefits to top class is being able to create different groups with different levels of access, put a manager over that group so this person could manage his employees. I wouldn't have to do it. I mean, really, the possibilities are endless within that system, which is why we went with it. You can start very simple and come out of the box with that solution, and, mm -hmm. you're, and, you're, and that's where we are right now. 
But what Carl and I discussed as we were evaluating these elements is that it can certainly scale as we grow and as we expand our product base and our uh, learner base to accommodate. I mean, I don't want to turn anybody away at this point. I know we may eventually, but I really don't. I want to try and accommodate it all, and I think Class has that, that capability. What best practices would you share about the, the recent implementation uh, and configuration and integration, uh, as it were, uh, of your learning management system? Any best practices to, to share for somebody that's uh, two years behind you? That's right. You want to be aware of who the learner is that you're targeting. So you do a lot of market analysis and analysis on those potential learners. Knowing that just because you have top-notch information, it may not translate to instruction. You have to do that extra work. Now, the next point I'm going to offer you, you're going to say, well, wow, you're kind of talking out of both sides of your mouth. But within, again, the spirit of learning, also know that there's a lot you don't know. And you have to be comfortable living in that space and in that culture. Typically, associations are smaller outfits. I mean, we're 62, 63 employees. And this is, this is a brand new part of our business. So understanding that you need to work smarter, not harder. So when you're looking for processes and looking for templates and looking for places to, to follow, there's no need to reinvent the wheel. Truly, the Internet is a great resource of information. And to build those processes and get well, those. You don't count on everything. Not everything, <laughs> right. But you, you learn to identify the reputable sources. You right. identify those. Those are the ones that you follow and you go to. But then taking those things that they've created so that as you grow, because we will grow and eventually maybe need to bring more people in, we're able to scale. Great. You know, I, I, I've lived my life here in LMS implementations, and I've seen a lot go right and a lot go wrong. But one of the, the common things that goes wrong is people try to stack it onto their day job, and they just don't realize that it is a, a, a process, that not an event, and that it goes on forever, and that you just can't find another 20 or 30 hours you know, on top of your day job. So it's really mandatory to, to have that bandwidth either with additional team members or temporary team members uh, to help in that process because being understaffed uh, is, is a great way to fail. So now she's going to throw that in my face. <laughs> Thank you for that. She, she did tack that on to her day job. So now uh, she's going <laughs> to With the incremental workload and then all the kudos, it sounds like you're in, in line for a raise. Jeez. <laughs> one, one last uh one last question here. So you're at the beginning of the process, and it's great. It's, it's so exciting to, uh, to hear how you're, how you're thinking about the content and member engagement, doing the analysis and finding your spot in the marketplace and serving a need and doing that in a, in a flexible way uh, for both your members and non-members and having a path to convert members or non-members into members, uh, all based around value. Now, all, that's, uh, all that's like a great start on your process. So three years down the road, what's success look like? Looks like for me and for direct employers association and, and recruit rooster, I want our DE Academy to be well known in the marketplace um, and to get our content permeating the government contractor space. And, and not even the government contractor space because we have a lot of content that will help any employer. How do you interview a person with a disability? We've got courses on that. How do you hire veterans? We've got courses on that. You know, those are those are things that non-government contractors want to do as well. And I want our DE Academy to be so well known in the marketplace that it is the must-have resource that everybody goes to for training to help them do their business. You know what you guys should do? You should go on a popular podcast. Ooh, I wonder that. Get, get that word out. 
<laughs> I'd love to, Jen. Hi. <laughs> you can find out on <laughs> All right. Well, sage advice here and uh, uh, great enthusiasm. Uh, me and I'm sure the listeners too uh, here are, are just going to be jazzed for you because it's it's so fun to hear the enthusiasm uh, and excitement here as you talk about your plans and what you've achieved and uh, what you're going to achieve uh, going forward and and uh, lots of lots of great advice and nuggets uh, throughout the conversation today. Uh, so thanks so much for taking the time uh, to share your wisdom. Uh, we all appreciate it. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks, son. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks very much. You can find more of our resources at talentedlearning.com. Thank you.